0: Hello and welcome to the NBA podcast on the SP Weekly channel. I'm your host Samit Paul, and as always, I'm joined by co-host and NBA guru Jack Cowlin. Jack, how you doing?
1: Yes, all good, mates. Slightly quieter couple of days for us in the NBA, which is a little bit of breathing room, but uh, enjoyable nonetheless. So, uh, yo to you and yo to the people.
0: Right, so lots to get through this Wednesday as we look back at the hoops action over the last couple of nights. We'll talk the Boston Celtics' win over the San Antonio Spurs. The New York Knicks are silencing some critics, and the Golden State Warriors' start to the season is a bit indifferent. But first, where else to start other than the Celtics, Jack? A very impressive 108 94 win over the Spurs. Not only that, you're now on a five-game winning streak. You're up at the top of the Eastern Conference. And if I'm not mistaken, in terms of opposition points per game, you've now got the second best defensive record in the NBA. So, with that all in mind, I'm guessing you're pretty happy. LeBron
1: who, baby? (laughs) The East is ours. Um, No, really happy, yeah. I mean, I think... Joking aside, Brad Stevens could be the the equalizer. You know what he's doing with this sort of young team, and apparently defensive liability of a point guard in Kyrie. You know, and as you said, we've got there with the best defense in the NBA, which is um, which is amazing. So the result against Spurs was fantastic. You know, obviously they haven't got Leonard, so you know you do have to um, acknowledge that because it is a big um, testament to how good he is. But the uh, you know we really look troubled against them. You know, it was amazing given our run a I think this is Brad Stevens' first victory actually over and um, Popovich which is um always nice, nice to chalk up that first W. Um but, you know, to start the defense, Kyrie was amazing. You know, he was so locked in and sort of hassling their players all the time, didn't give them any room to breathe. I think he ended up with free steals as well, which is um which is really impressive, you know. I think his stats for the game, 24 points, 6 assists, free steals, you know, he actually leads the NBA in the amount of steals for a player, you know, which is <laughs> Just crazy. You know, who would have thought of that with um with Kyrie? So yeah, he he was sort of amazing and um, you know, over there. Al Holford and Baines are doing incredible jobs on the opposition's big men at the moment. You know, it's it's actually ridiculous when you think about it, sort of Embiid couldn't do much against us, Paul Zingas couldn't do much against us. Aldridge has been, you know, red hot form recently. He couldn't do anything um against us. I think he ended up with eleven points and five rebounds and, and such. And, you know, and and like I said um on Sunday's episode. Yannis is impossible to stop, but we actually did a good job as far as good jobs can go there. So those two, you know, and it is a combination. Horford, again, there's some defensive stats out there that are incredible for him. But it is coupled with Baines, that big physical, you know, he's just been incredible for, um, you know, a low money signing as well. So, um, yeah, you know, Tatum, he, he was put down for three blocks, but it felt like he got... Five in about a minute at one point. He was just sort of everywhere, defensive end as well. You know, I think he picked up another eleven rebounds, which is great. And um, yeah, you know, he did have a load of shots, Tatum, and and he wasn't sort of his uh, his free scoring best. That that, you know, and I saw that there were some critics out there sort of saying, "Oh, you know, now we're up against a really good team, he's being found out." But it was stupid. Anybody who watched the game, he, he had a fantastic game. It was just a different kind of impact. You know, defensively, he was great. I think now he's starting to get um noticed a little bit more and you know maybe more defensive setups are put together with him in mind but that's opened up Kyrie who you know going forward Kyrie was a monster you know I'm seeing when you see his handles game in game out it's it's actually ridiculous you know I've never seen anything like it it's mind-blowing really and to really enjoy watching him and his efficiency is seemingly improving every game and, and there was plenty of um, positive chat coming out about you know his integration is getting better and better with the sides and, and, and with the team. So um, some really positive on, on Kyrie's game as a whole. Um, you know other highlights attacking him Brown was back. You know he had a, he had a really good game. Um, he sunk a couple of free throws, um, free actually early on, which um, really kind of gave him a nice composure confidence to his, his way of play. So um, he had a really well rounded game. Smart and Teese, you know we've spoken about them quite a bit to start of the season. They, they're doing well off the bench. Rogier struggled um, uh, start, you know, struggled badly, and you know, on. But he had a nice little eight point run in the fourth quarter, which really sort of capped the night off. Um, and a quick shout for someone we haven't really spoken about, Semi Oshale, who um, one of the rookies we picked up this year, and um, built like an absolute brick house. You know, he actually looks like a Greek god or something. He's, got, he's lit, You see his arms sometimes in the background of other pictures of other players. And you're like. Who is that guy? He is, um, yeah, he's an incredible sort of athlete and, and sort of specimen, really. But he, um, you know, he he's he really pushed tonight. He had 21 minutes, which is quite a lot for, you know, against the Spurs. Defensively, he did really well, sort of had a spot, but couldn't sink a couldn't sink a shot to start with. But then towards the end of the game, he got his three-pointer in. He managed to get up to about seven points and uh, can be really proud of his his contribution. You know, if he can start really kind of nailing down some shots he he could turn into a bit of a baller with his his frame and his defensive possibilities so um, so he was good you know Spurs they were slightly disappointing you know I liked Murray the young point guard he had good confidence but Kyrie just had his way with him. Um, and then Brandon Paul, who I did not seen too much of it. You know, he seemed to have a really good game for them. But, um, yeah, mate, great result. Great to keep the momentum going. You know, we've got a game tonight that we, um, in theory, should pick up as well. So, um,
0: yeah, all aboard the um, Celtics train, at the moment. All very positive. And, yeah, like I said, contributions coming across the roster. So, all good on that front. Swinging back to a point you just made, Kyrie Irving, best handles in the NBA? Or, who you, you go, who are you picking for that one? Yeah,
1: for me, I think I think... As I said, phew, he's one of those. Because he was at Cabs. I probably downplayed Alconema <laughs> for, for so long. Uh, and I would have always said maybe Steph Curry or, um, you know, there's a few people out there, isn't there? Dame Limmers obviously got some nice handles and stuff. But some of the stuff he does, mate, is just mind-boggling. You know, in particular, um, he had a couple against Spurs, which are incredible. But against the Bucks, there was a few. I don't know if you saw the one where he... Um, Brogdon was defending him so tightly, and I couldn't even see the ball. But then Middleton um, came over to help him out, and he somehow spun in between them both. And yeah. you're like, what? The hell? Where did that come from? So um, yeah, for me, I think he's uh, he's undoubtedly got his control, the, the different moves he's got, and the sort of um, the way it looks. I think it probably tips it to him for me.
0: Difficult to argue with that one, Jack. I'd have to agree with you. Moving on to the next topic, we've got the New York Knicks on a three game winning streak, picked up a 116 110 win over the Nuggets. Obviously, Paul Zingas leading the way, another 38 points in that game. Impressed with Hardaway Jr., seems to be hitting some form, Bit chipped in as well on that, on that occasion. I like Jarrett Jack kind of using his experience and kind of yeah. settling things down for the Knicks, inserted into the starting lineup. But, um, for a team that was tipped to struggle and, you know, again, you're looking at the roster and it's not the greatest, but three game winning streak led by Paul Zingas. Happy days in New York at the time being. Oh, and when we hear
1: about it, Christ, if those <laughs> fans get anything to cling on to, you know, they're going gonna—they're the next dynasty, if we're, uh, you know, to believe anything. Um, do you want me to have a nice little three-game win trick? What was it? Sort of 116-110 over Nuggets, 114-95 over the Cavs, and then the local derby 107-86 over Nets. So, um, yeah, three decent wins. As you said, Paul Zingas certainly at the the front of it, you know, sort of... um having his sort of unicorn-level impact, isn't he, sort of 30 points-plus uh, in, in, in all of those games, actually, I think. Yeah, as you said, Hardaway Jr. Cantor is doing what we all know he can do, you know, offensively. Um, he's contributing, linking up well. I think he's probably averaging around 15, 16 points in the last, you know, three games as well. Um, but as you said, a, a bit of experience now coming to the fore. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. You know, the rookie, Frank, as well, um, he, he looks pretty handy coming out of Europe. It's always good to follow the European guys when they land and um, certainly seems to be enjoying it. Seen lots of sort of funny memes and gifs already with him, um, but he um, seems, a, seems a decent player as well. So, um, yeah, fair play to him. You know, they've got themselves up to tonight for one above Cavs, so they'll now, as I said, have you believe that they're the the, the team to beat and <laughs> the ones to catch. But, um, yeah, you know, obviously probably a bit more sample size before we know too much on those guys.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you, do you think it is too soon to be suggesting that they can put something together there and maybe push for the playoffs or... Are you looking at it longer longer term and just thinking they haven't got it to sustain something like this for the whole season?
1: I think it's how much you you know, how much weight you put into Paul Zingas really. You know, I am a huge fan. I, I you know, I think he's he's been a revelation and, and he's a, a real sort of superstar player. So so I think you know, a playoff run could be within them just off the back of him, certainly, um, you know, off his talents. But I don't know, you know, Hardaway Jr., everyone's sort of his contract's obviously pretty heavy and, and sort of people have been complaining about that. But if he can, you know, actually really kind of carry on this form and Kenter, you can kind of get him um, settled into the offense. You know, they could be, you know, tail end of obviously the playoffs and stuff, but... At the minute, you know, it was only three games ago that we were saying they were one of the worst teams to go around. So it's sort of, you know, it's um, which way the coin lands on on any particular day with them. I think.
0: No, fair enough. Good stuff. Uh, Swinging it over to the West, have a little talk about the Golden State Warriors. Turnover hell against the Detroit Pistons, I think is the best way to put it. Uh, Drop that one. But bounce back big with that win over the Clippers. What are you making of their kind of indifferent start to the season? Uh, looking at their record at, what, five and three, settling into that pack. Obviously, I think they're going to close down the top boys, but what have you made of the Warriors so far? Yeah, I think,
1: you know, the Clips game was the reminder to the league that, you know, they are the top dogs, they are the ones to beat, that they they can do what they want on any given night. But it does seem a little bit of, you know, we know Draymond and it is sort of actually, but, you know, the little scaffold against Wizards, Steve Kerr seems a bit more flustered, um, you know, with some of his sort of... Um, interviews and things and even during the games you know he was yelling all sorts at the ref the other night and and things and then I mean it just seems as though there's not quite as much harmony there maybe as that there previously has been that's always I always just think you know it was all very well when you know Steph Curry was the man and the support cast and then you've got you know obviously Durant comes into that and and people like oh well you know who's going to be number one I'm not so worried I think Steph and Kevin KD are sort of they don't really care He's number one or two, but you know, you've got to have a Draymond. Draymond at some point. It's going to be like, well, I'm going to have to run, you know, I want to run a team and even Clay Thompson, you know, he's, he's an absolute animal, but that kind of just goes under the radar. And it's got to get to a point that when you have, you know, three, four, well, certainly four players of that sort of level. I don't know. is, is Can they maintain that harmony of each, all of them just sort of being happy, kind of contributing rather than leading. So um, we'll see, you know, it, it's indifferent. He said, you know, I think, Their home form at the moment, probably, you know, I don't know how many, I think there's a stat, they lost one game in the last two years or something crazy at the Oracle or whatever it is and and, you know they've already lost a couple there this season so um it's interesting it makes it fun doesn't it Christ how many people came into the season going what's the point it's going to be Cavs Warriors and Warriors are going to win it in five or six and you know what's the point of this year whilst they're about but this is at least giving us some entertainment keeping it sort of interesting and um yeah a bit of a story to to follow.
0: So I slammed the Wizards didn't I in the last podcast saying about their mentality and you know talking about the Lakers and just not, not being up, for, up to it from the beginning. Do you think yes. there is some sort of complacency with the Warriors in the sense that they can just turn it on when they feel like it with the Pistons game and the Clippers game, a point in case just turnovers galore in that Pistons game, but had to bounce back against Clippers. Obviously, a bit of rivalry there. And they did with a, a big exclamation mark. Do you think they're a bit of compl- complacency in the early part of the season?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think whilst you're just figuring it out, there's the when you know the talent around you is so good... If you, you know, I don't know. You, you get out of bed and you're not quite got the same spring. set, I don't know. You know, it's a long old season, and you must just be like, you know what? I'm not really going to push you. Give it my all tonight because KD and Draymond will win this one for us, or Clay and, you know, so like, whoever it might win this one for us tonight. And, um, you know, and if it take all of a sudden two or three people are of that mindset, and you lo- you end up losing a couple of games like they have done early season, so um, a bit of complacency, a little bit of. You know, I think um, Kerr sort of said, you know, they're a bit not bloated in terms of the, the physical side, but you know, just looking a little bit like carrying a bit of the, the off season still with them and, and not kind of full full flow. So um, you know, with, with these guys have said it is a case of when they'll turn it on rather than if they will. But um yeah, I mean, let's see. I'm just uh, looking forward to us playing them. You know, that's always, an ex- you know, it's one of those games that you want to gauge yourselves against the best. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to um, to, to see us against so. them.
0: Absolutely. Good stuff. Right. So let's have play a game of true or false next, Jack. Uh, first question. The East is a stronger conference than the West. Uh, I know you spoke about it in the last podcast, but just looking at the record over the last couple of nights, is the Eastern Conference stronger than the West?
1: <laughs> we, uh, if we could do it on sample size, give it. Yeah, I'm eating that all day long. <laughs> i uh, Now I think they've got ten and five since Sunday, haven't they? Which is there was one particular day. I think it was Monday night um, where every Eastern team seemed to beat the Western team. Which was, um, yeah, it's great. Again, one of the things. One of the all the, the interviews and stories that I was reading, and it got boring after a while about how rubbish the East is. And, you know, we're all happy to, to trash those teams down at the bottom um, that, that aren't going for anything at the minute. But there's some good teams out there. Yes, they might not have the superstars that's out west and, and such, but, you know, ourselves, the Bucks, you know, Pistons, um, Warriors when they want to, Raptors, you know, they're, they're good NBA teams who um, mainly look don't look as great because of, just the ridiculous level over, you know, obviously the, the Rockets and, and obviously the Warriors and the Thunder have just got these dream teams, really, haven't they? So, um, no, West is still far and away the, uh, the tougher tough conference to be in for sure. But um, East isn't quite the, the blowout that, that many, maybe many, sort of suggest it is.
0: Yeah, I'm not having any of this. I'm going false. Um, I completely <laughs> yeah. take your point. Yep, there are some teams in the East that are better than what people make out. And like you mentioned, the Celtics, obviously, of course, Cavs. And you know we've seen Raptors and Wizards, magic are obviously impressing at the moment. But I think you know looking at the quality on either side and across the entire season, um, it's been a great week. <laughs> but uh, it's not not, who, not enough for me.
1: The, who? I mean, what conference would you want to be in the East? Or the West? Oh, I'd <laughs> definitely be like, in there. If you had a ticket, oh yeah, you can play Warriors, Rockets, Thunder all four time, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm okay in I'm staying here. So yeah, definitely folks, that
0: one. Good stuff. Right, next one. You gave him a big shout. In the last podcast, you picked him for big things. So Oladipo is a lock for most improved player. True or false?
1: <laughs> MVP baby, <Look> at this. <laughs> um, no, yeah, he's, he's doing well, is he? I, I think I don't know if you saw on Twitter. I, I think go... Copied you in that you got voted conference player of the week. So we had these NBA man; they're listening into us. They're, <laughs> they're taking our lead. So um, got, it's got to be a shout, you know. And what, what does most improve usually go to? Pretty much the person that increases their scoring the most. So You know, that's probably the only stat that they seem to to really look at. And um, you know, obviously at the minute he, he seems to be doing that. So he'll be in for a contender for sure. But I'll go false just because this early on of the season. So much can happen, and I think it'd be too much to lock. I um, don't know. Even looking around. Competition at the moment, I guess, you know, I think um, D'Angelo over at the Nets could have a really big year. You know, any one of the Magic at the moment that, that are doing well, they could be there. But, you know, you also look at your people like Yanis and things who, you know, again, they take that another giant step and, and things. So um, no luck for, at the moment, so I'll go
0: false. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Too early. But what I will add is that I do think he's looking good. Uh, he's looking settled in Indiana. And uh, there's talk earlier this week. I mentioned I saw on uh, Twitter and on a few of the NBA shows about just the <coughs> trade, trade deal between the Pacers and the Thunder. Yeah. Are you are you swaying towards this argument that the Pacers have have won that trade in the long term with Oladipo and Sabonis going there, and then obviously the question marks over how long George is going to last at the Thunder? But on the basis of what we've seen so far, and taking that consideration, whether George stays or not, do you think the Pacers have done well in this trade deal in the end, or? You Still give that nod? I do, yeah,
1: you know, and I, I, I'm fully part of the, the committee that has to hold their hands up and go, you know, what were the funder thinking? They, they got absolutely robbed. But when the players come in and perform and, and outperform everything, all expectations, you've got to say to them that they're doing well, aren't you? You know, and I, I more so than you know, Paul George was always going to leave, so what they got, but I think the problem that most people had, not necessarily just against Oladipo and Sabonis, but was the what they could have potentially got if they just waited, you know, and, and look at the Cavs who took what Crowder, Zizic, and um, obviously Isaiah Thomas, and then the Brooklyn pick, you know, at the moment, not one of those things has worked out for the Cavs, is it, you know, Nets are doing well. So the Nets pick um, is obviously, you know, dec- decreasing in value. T- Thomas is out till January, le- you know, earliest. Crowder's not performing well at all for them, and their defence actually dropped down since there. And then Zizic, you know, hasn't got a lick at anything. So all of a sudden you're like, well, could we, you know, could they have got a better package of things? So um, I think the pace is, you know, a bit of luck, you know, undoubtedly. Nobody would expect them to do this well. But I think all of a sudden you're going, you know what, that's, that's not a bad trade, You know, they still didn't win the trade because ultimately they lost Paul George, who's, yeah. you know, a superstar player and, and things. But um, in terms of value for the trade, I think they could, um, could have turned out all right.
0: Indeed. Just a quick quote from Oladipo. He said earlier this week, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. I feel like I belong here. I'm supposed to be here. So he's happy, and uh, we'll keep see. going, Vic. Keep going? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, last one, true or false? Spurs versus Warriors on Thursday night is a preview of the Western Conference Final.
1: Ooh, I'm gonna say. I can say false again. Christ, that's a false all, all question. You're just um, not spitting a lot of truth to me at the minute. To me. Um, now, I think false. I don't see it. You know, the playoff fixtures could make it work, but um, I don't know if the Spurs are going to have quite enough quality playoff time. I've got to stick to my pre-season prediction that, you know, come playoffs that, you know, just um, Leonard with um, Aldridge isn't quite enough to get past some of these other beasts out there. So um, I will say
0: false. Yeah, I'm going false as well. And I know like, obviously we've not seen Leonard at the moment and just Pop has obviously been sitting people at various points, Tony Parker as well. But yeah, I, I do believe the Warriors will get to the, the conference finals, but I do have my reservations over the Spurs at the moment. I'd yeah. love to see them get there. You know, They've always been one of my soft, soft spots. My favourite yeah. team's out in the West, but like I said, I don't think they've got the quality against some of the other big boys in the West to uh, go all the way to the final. So I'm going to say false okay. on that one as well. In agreement.
1: There we go. Who would have believed it? Indeed.
0: There you go. It won't last. <laughs> good stuff. Right. Betting tips for this week. Uh, Samit's sure thing. There's a few tonight that have sprung out to me, um, but I've not been on the greatest of runs, so <laughs> I'm hoping I do a bit better on this one. Nice gonna... you not
1: tapping out at one, mate. Leave, leave the street crush I
0: know. I'm going to skip the Cavs versus the Pacers, because obviously Deeper and those boys looking good, so Cavs in a sticky point at the moment. So... My vote is going to go to the Washington Wizards to see off the Phoenix Suns. Unfortunately, like I mentioned in the last pods, that I'm trying to give you value, but I'm going to go with the Wizards and play it really safe on this one. So the Wizards to see off the Suns. Jack, what's your jackpot bet for this podcast?
1: Jackpot bet? Well, I feel like we're, um, we're giving Oladipo more love than, than anyone at the minute, but I've got to mention that he cost my um, my bet last week, so I was a bit annoyed at first. I stepped off, uh, I was driving back from Cornwall actually to London and it was about five hours into it and I pulled over the service. I saw, oh, Depot's hit a buzzer beater at first. I was like, oh, great, you know, I've just bigged him up, that's good. I'll, <laughs> I'll look like I know what I'm on about and then I realised when I look into my bet account, oh, wait, he's just cost me enough. So, <laughs> um, so bit this one in there. But, yeah, I've gone for a fourfold tonight. I think there's, you know, and, and again, I don't know why I'm increasing my chances of being wrong, but um, <laughs> what I've, I'm thinking, I think we should beat the Kings, the Celtics over the Kings tonight. Clips should beat the Mavs, Rockets over the Knicks, even though Knicks have been on a good run, Rockets have been on a bit of a bad run, but um, so it's a little bit against Braun, but I think they should win that, um, and then probably a bit of a risky one, I think the Jazz will beat the Trailblazers tonight, so you're looking at about pound eighty to every pound you lay on in return um, on that one, so yeah, we've got to break the duck at some point,
0: come on! I may even show a bit of faith in you and go with that, I might put, yeah. it, put a bit of money on that one, sounds good, sounds good. Jack, confirmation of the games on BT Sport this week. Anything caught your eye? Anything to look out for?
1: Yes, what we can look forward to. So, Rockets at Knicks, midnight tonight. As I just mentioned, they're hard and need to get back to, to winning ways. Uh, with, with the group, they're on a couple of losses in a row. Knicks continue to dominate the league. Or, um, so, that should be quite a good one to watch. But instead of a fancy Rocket. Warriors at Spurs tomorrow, as we mentioned, at midnight. So, should be a beauty. You know, during regular season, their games they're always sort of figuring out games. There seems to be like one thumping a piece, and then one close game a piece whenever they seem to match up. So it'd be good to see how that one goes. Um, Friday night, um, Celtics at Thunder. So um, three of the biggest off-season moves under the same roof with Paul George, Carmelo, Anthony Curry all in action, you know, alongside MVP Westbrook and best passing big man and League Hawthorne with a young gun. So that should be a really good... Good game, um, trickier affair at the Funder. If, uh, if that was home, I would have been quite confident about Funder. That could be a tough one. Um, so yeah, we should have um, three really good games between now and when we next talk.
0: Looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. So we'll be back on Sunday for our next podcast. But in the meantime, Jack, anything else you would like to add?
1: Um, I think I just quickly mentioned. I don't know if you saw it. That, um, do you see Kobe Bryant has said that he wants either MJ and, and or Phil Jackson to uh, induct him to the Hall of Fame? I think that's who he's he's hoping to do. And I, it just struck me because I was like. God, I haven't seen Phil Jackson's name in, in a positive light for a long time. <laughs> He's just been butchered Bill to post, really, isn't it? So, um, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens there when Kobe finally goes in Hall of Fame. But um, no, nothing else really from me, Matt.
0: Good stuff. So, yeah, we'll speak to you on Sunday, but nothing left, but to say goodbye to the people. Goodbye to the people.